Hello, my friends. Welcome to Deeper Than Dating, the best place for singles to uplevel their lives and take advantage of their single time. I'm your host, Sarah Mack, breakup and relationship coach, and I'm here to guide you to uplevel and upgrade your single life by building a deeper connection with yourself. I'm on a mission to help millennials take advantage of their single time so they can get over their past, stop settling in life, attract better relationships, and have fun while being single. On Deeper Than Dating, we will explore topics of self-development, psychology of love, relationships, and breakups, mindset, spirituality, and manifestation in order to deepen the relationship with ourselves, which is truly the secret to deeper dating. Whether you find yourself still trying to get over your ex, questioning all your relationship decisions, desiring a more fulfilling single life, or chasing your next relationship, this is the place to be. It doesn't matter where you're at in your journey because the answer will be the same. Dig deeper into your connection with yourself in order to attract a better life and level up. It's not about dating. It's not about the breakup. It's not about your future. It's always deeper. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Deeper Than Dating. Today, I'm talking with Nora Virginia. Nora is a spiritual business coach and host of the Glow Up to Blow Up podcast and my new friend. And I was on her podcast last week. It was so much fun. So today, we're going to dive in deep into all things business, spirituality, um, balancing your career and relationships and wellness tips. We're talking about her journey, leaving corporate and starting your own business and how she helps her clients do that now and what it means to be a spiritual coach. Also, we're going to bring up some tools, wellness tools and tips that you can use in your everyday life, no matter if you have a business or not. So welcome, Nora. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I have to say, too, you have like such a podcast voice as you were talking. I was like, wow, your voice is very podcast material. So I know. But thank you. I'm super, super excited to dive into all the things today. And then also one note, too, is when you guys are listening to this, Sarah is going to be live on my podcast. I have that scheduled for this upcoming week. So that's excited, people. If they haven't already, can listen to this episode and then go back and listen to you on my podcast. Yes, perfect. Um, thanks for bringing that up because we are there are different topics too, totally mm-hmm. different topics. Very so different. you want to yeah. listen to both. Um, and thank you about my voice. That makes me happy. That intro was very awkward. I I just always feel awkward at the intros and the endings, but it is what it is. We're we're doing it anyways. Exactly. Love that. Um, so tell us about who you are and your journey. Yeah. So, okay. Where do I start? That's always like the million dollar question. So to go all the way back, um, right now I'm a spiritual coach. So I mostly support early stage entrepreneurs in building their dream business and replacing their nine to five salary. And a big part of my work is I do that with combining strategy, proven business strategy, and then also energetics. So think when I say energetics, I really am encompassing like mindset work, meditation, breath work, manifestation, all the things. Because I think that both are really, really important in business. My journey was that I was always obsessed with like personal development growing up. I've been like journaling since I've been in fourth grade. That was always huge for me. And really got deeper into my spirituality starting in probably college. So it's been a long time and I'm someone that's like, I don't necessarily, I didn't necessarily have like one spiritual awakening per se, but I'm someone that like always was kind of like in and out of it. Like I think a lot of other people were um, and still are of like on with their practices and then off with their practices, but have always been really obsessed with this work and wanted to do psychology in college, which I think we talked about on my podcast. And then like long story short, took the safe route, did accounting and finance and corporate for eight years and all along, like had a nagging feeling of like, you're not supposed to be here, not from a traditional imposter syndrome standpoint. Like I know that I could have stayed there and done really well, but more from like my soul standpoint of like, you have a bigger purpose and this is not it. And that was something that was always nagging at me. And I like just did not know what to do with it for the longest time. So during COVID, I 
finally, like a lot of other people hit like a rock bottom ultimately where I just was looking at my life and I'm like, I'm dreading the hours of like nine to six every single day. Um, I felt like I was very like short tempered in my relationships because I was unhappy in my career, which is such a big part of our life. And finally got to the point where I was like, I'm not getting any younger. So did a coaching certification, pretty much immediately quit my job. It was like almost a year long program and then started my business with like traditional spiritual coaching, which we can talk about what that means more. Um, And then it kind of evolved into more business coaching almost probably about a year ago. And part of that came from just people asking me for business coaching and me just kind of like leaning into it and saying like, okay, I'll try it out. And what I really found was just the importance of filling a gap that I felt like I had. And the gap was like, I was really focused on manifestation and mindset work early on in my business. And for me personally, like that wasn't enough. I had zero business strategy and it took my business longer to grow because of that. So really combining the two has been huge for me personally. So that's kind of like how I evolved in a couple minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you say it took you a while to grow, but less than two years is fast. Yes, it is. No, it is. It is fast. I think it was really just like that first year that was disrupted. And I guess I say that and I try to like remind people of this all the time, but there's a lot of like metrics out there, especially in the coaching space and just in online business in general that are like zero to six figures in my first year of business and like six figures in six months and 10K months. And like, it doesn't come from a bad place necessarily, but I don't actually think that that's the norm. Like, yes, it can happen, but I also think it sets people up for failure sometimes because then they have these expectations and they assume that they're doing wrong and they're not cut out if it like takes them longer. So I do try to be transparent and like, it took me two years to get to like a consistent revenue where I was finally able to like replace what I was making in corporate. And it wasn't like an overnight success type of thing, but you're right. It still was very fast. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what is spiritual coaching? Tell us a bit, cause you did that for a bit mm-hmm. before you added in the strategy. So what would you do with clients and um, yeah, what did you like about it? Yeah. So what, why I love spiritual coaching and what it really means to me is like helping your clients to to align back to who they are, like on a soul level, like their highest self, their soul. I kind of like use those words interchangeably, but I think that before we come to planet earth, like we're all souls having a human experience and that we come with a purpose and a mission to like leave out and to do certain things in this lifetime And then society conditions us to like show up in different ways and take different paths. And like, you know, we, we start to associate our self-worth with things like success and like just life happens and experiences happen. So like in a nutshell for me, spiritual coaching has always been like aligning back to who you are on a soul level, your purpose, and like really just who you are, meaning like peace, ease, Mm -hmm. love, and knowing that you can change your internal state and you can never change anything outside of you at the end of the day so like we have to start with that so what spiritual coaching and like my work it still entails us too is like mindset work like looking at like are my thoughts supportive of my dreams like what are the stories that i'm telling myself how do i speak to myself it is your emotions and realizing that like our emotions are information like telling us that like something needs to change or we need to let something go um it's exploring things like self-worth and like confidence and realizing that like we're perfect just because we are and like it's not dependent on like these stupid metrics that we're taught that it depends on and ultimately like that you can literally create like whatever you want in this lifetime like that's manifestation too is like if you have something you can step into it all of us are created the same and if you want something like it's possible for you so helping people to ultimately as well like step into their dream life like from the inside out though too Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're speaking my language. <laughs> like glow okay. up to blow up. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yes. And I, okay. So there is such a crossover too between this work and like your spiritual journey and then the work you do every day. So it makes sense that, you know, the type of work that we're doing, there's, a, there is this spiritual lens. Mm-hmm. What about someone who is in their nine to five and they aren't happy and they're not a coach, but they're like, they feel something bigger that's calling them. 
-hmm. could they start to tap into that? Yeah. Good question. So I always say that, and I do work with people still, like I have a couple private clients that are in corporate still, like they're not business owners. They're just like kind of my OG clients that are just like directors or executives and just want purely spiritual coaching. And I still love that. But this comes up a lot is like, and this is how I felt for so long of like, I feel stuck, but I don't know what's next. And I always say is like, your purpose doesn't necessarily like find you always like you go and find your purpose. Meaning that sometimes I think with the topic of like purpose and like escaping our nine to fives, we think that like, it's going to be this huge epiphany of like, oh my God, like it just got dropped over my head. Like you're supposed to do this thing. Like I'm going to get a message in the middle of the night. And that's just not the case. Like we feel stuck because we're taking zero action. And we know deep down that like where we are is not where we are meant to be or where we're happy or like where we want to be. And I always say action creates clarity. So what I would encourage people to do is like follow them as cliche as it sounds like follow what brings you joy ask like what lights me up about the job that i'm in what do i look forward to most every single day if money wasn't a factor like what would i what would i do in my career if i knew that i could make the same amount of money and generally speaking people have an idea deep down they're one afraid to admit it but two what i realize is they're like they've already decided that that new path for them like isn't going to support their lifestyle like i can't tell you how many people are like well i'm never going to start my own business or like i can't ever do that business because like i i don't want to lose my salary i don't want to like lose the income and i'm like you're already assuming that like you're never going to make the same amount of money so you just completely write off your dream even though you already know what you're supposed to do Mm -hmm. so it's really just starting to take like what's the next step that feels exciting for me like what's the next step that feels like aligned for me that excites me and follow what feels good because you're not going to see the the whole path but you have to trust whatever like the next stepping stone that you're being shown is Mm -hmm. so how do you work on manifestation with clients because i'm thinking what if they don't what if they aren't clear and they're they're following their joy but but they want to paint the picture of like their dream future future wouldn't th- would that be the first step yes and i feel like for the people are you getting at like the people that are like well i don't know what i want so like well how do i know what to manifest type of thing yeah i'm just thinking yeah. like people that really seek out coaching are probably pretty lost yeah but they know there's yeah. something right so i say like yeah w- when it comes to manifestation like you have to there's a few things i guess you have to know what you want Um, but what we're always manifesting and going after, like, isn't necessarily the tangible. It's really like the feeling underneath it. So it's like, you never want the, the higher paying job. Like you want to feel like in purpose or you want the safety or you want the luxury. Like you don't want the relationship. Like you want the love, like you're always seeking the actual emotion. So if you can't get clear on like tangibly, what do I want in life? Start by like, how do I want to feel? And the easiest way to get clear on that is to say like, how do I no longer want to feel? Like, what do I like hate my life? Like what is not working? And then take the contrast, like look at the contrast of like, if I know what I absolutely don't want, if I know I'm sick of feeling this way, then what's the opposite of that? And if you can't get clear on like tangibly that what that looks like, then you have to go a step deeper into like, how do I want to feel? Um, because you can also focus on just like manifesting emotion. Like that's a big thing too. Just like putting yourself in the frequency, creating those emotions in your body, finding ways to create that motion, even with your current circumstances. So I always tell people like, get clear on how you want to feel by taking the opposite of like, how do I not want to feel? And then start there. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's say someone does want to leave their corporate job Mm -hmm. and start a start their dream business like that's what that's what they want to manifest um but they have all these things the the blocks the limiting beliefs the things that are getting in the way but they know how they want to feel how do they start to dis- dismantle those things that are getting in the way mm-hmm. well i have i think that a, a large part of this is like stillness because if we're so busy and preoccupied and always just trying to jump into the next thing it's like you have to know what's in the way and it's actually not that hard to get to it once you create stillness for yourself or like once you you can even do this with a friend you don't even have to have a coach for this but like if you were to like get cozy with like a journal and write down like what you want and then write down like all of the thoughts that keep you from getting there 
and go deeper than you think that you can. Like journaling doesn't end at like, let me write down these 10 things and move on. Like no, keep writing for 10 minutes because there's usually stuff that's deeper. It's gonna shine a light on the stuff that's actually in the way. But the problem is, is that most people aren't actually taking the space to like notice what, what gets in the way, right? So like there's a difference between like knowing to do something and actually doing it and implementing it. And I think that this is something that gets lost where like I can tell a client or like someone in my community like, oh, um, you know, you're seeking love in this this new guy or a new person or in, you're, no, you're seeking, feeling good about yourself from like hitting numbers in your business. And they can agree and they can be like, oh yeah, like I get that and like comprehend it. But unless you're actually doing some of the deep healing work around like changing it, then nothing's gonna change. So for that person, like I'm always like, start with like journaling, even if you hate journaling, go there. Cause there's a lot that's in your mind that you don't recognize until you put it on paper. And then once you have like the thoughts and like some of those fears that are coming up, you have to, you have to ask yourself, like, are these things true? Are these things a fact? And really, really like look hard at them and ask like, what else is possible? What else could be true? And choose the other thing, like choose to believe that there's other possibilities because there always is rather than like, oh, it's just never going to work. Like, well, that's not true. That's not a fact. That's just your opinion at that point. That's like formed a belief within you, but there's other beliefs available to you too. And then in order to form like a new belief around those things, like a belief is just a thought that you have on repeat, right? So it's like, how can you come back to that? Can you read affirmations every single day? Can you tap for self-love? Can you sit in visualization and start to like see the version of you that no longer has some of those beliefs and like has these new beliefs? Can you play around with future self-work where you like walk into rooms embodying that version of yourself that no longer believes those things? So there's tons of different practices that people can do. But I do think like part of it is not skipping over, like just honestly, some of the deep healing and like really looking inward around it too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you don't want to leave your corporate job or leave whatever, wherever you're at right now and just create another life that doesn't feel good. Like the Mm -hmm. goal is to feel good. So that's why this spiritual inner work is so important because you can't just have the strategy and the action but then ignore all the emotions that come up. You have to do the work to clear out the crap that we're carrying with us throughout all of our experiences. Mm -hmm. And then you can't just have the spiritual work. You have to have the strategy like you mentioned. Yeah. And I think that you see that a lot on the first part when you have someone that like job hops and hates every job. They're like, every job I have is soul sucking. Like, is every job you have soul sucking or are you making it soul sucking because you put pressure on yourself? So like, you're totally right. Like those are the, sometimes people just kind of ultimately blame their circumstances and think it's like the job that they're at. And I'm not saying that that's in every single case, but I do think if you're leaving a job just because you think like, oh, I can make some more money and like make my own schedule. And like, you're running away from things that you don't want to necessarily resolve within yourself. They're going to resurface in your business. Like Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship is literally a growth portal where all of your shit comes up. So yeah, def- it's been time, the time. Biggest, yeah, it's yeah. been the biggest spiritual experience of my life. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then that goes for relationships too. It's like people will jump from relationship to relationship or experience to experience or move to a new city thinking that it's gonna give them what they're missing and only to come up with the same the same experiences because they haven't faced what they're bringing to the table. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, you see that happen a lot too. where it's like, it's always searching for something I think in like the next best thing. And I don't know why this is coming up right now. But I was talking to one of my friends that's like in therapy, which is obviously a little bit different than coaching. But she was like, I had this realization like in therapy that like, everything that I say, like sneakishly just comes back to me. And it's actually just about me. And I was like, yes, like, right? Like from the average person that's not like as deep into this work, but like it's true for therapy and coaching is like, we can bounce around and we can like, you know, have issues in our relationship or in our job. But at the end of the day, like if, if we want to feel a different way, like we can't change anything outside of us. We can only change how we're operating within. Yeah. And then once you change within different things start to show up in your life, Mm -hmm. it's, 
kind of wild when you go down that path of, of noticing what you're attracting into your life based off of the, whatever inner work you're doing. Absolutely. I always come back to the question is like, what part of me or what piece of me like attracted this into my life? Mm-hmm. You know, if it's like, even it, this can be a question for anything, but it can be like a client that won't sign up with your coaching because of money. It's like, okay, is there a piece of me that's attracting this in because of my money fears, right? Or it can be a partner that feels very like reliant on you and always loses themselves in you. And it's like, okay, what part of me attracted, keeps attracting these types of people. So like we are for the most part, this, again, this isn't going to be perfect. Like sometimes shit just happens and we're not attracting it in, but if you're getting the same thing over and over again, I do think it comes back to like exactly what you said. It's like shifting something within yourself if you want to receive something different on the outside. Mm-hmm. So what was it like leaving corporate and like that safety net and, you know, building a business from the ground up and replacing that salary? Yes. Building your, building your dream business, basically. Yeah. Um So originally leaving, like for me, it was a very, I guess, intuitive decision and also like practical decision. Like I try to be as honest as I can about all these details because I think it's important for people to know because I've seen a lot of people that like jump just because they think that they're supposed to jump and then like it ends up being too early for them. So there's so much to say on this topic alone, but like my situation was intuitively, I kept getting a yes, like you're supposed to leave, you're supposed to leave. Um, I ignored it for a little, like there were constantly like things that were like somewhat pushing me out, um, because I wasn't listening to my intuition. And then I also really saved money, like to prepare for this too, before I left corporate, which was good too, because I knew that when I wanted, when I, when I left and one of my old coaches at the time told me this, she's like, if you leave, like you have to go to the place of like saying like. I will be okay. Like if I don't make a dollar for like a year and to be able to hold that energy within, because if you can't hold that and if you can't create safety in your body, then what happens is you start your business and then it becomes money focused and then you're freaking out and then you can't create because you're in like a fight or flight response. Like it's just not good. Like you have to know your body and like what you can energetically like handle from like a money standpoint or lack of money standpoint. So for me, like I could confidently say like, okay, I'm not gonna spiral completely every single day even if things like take slower basically to like rev up than i want to now did i have days where i still spiraled like absolutely um but i i do i did sit with that of like i'm not gonna regret this decision and even if i were to have to go back in two years or a year whatever it was like i would still be okay with this like there was nothing that was like gonna make me like give up so it was just a matter of like okay how long is it gonna take type of thing With that being said, the hardest part in the beginning was one, not having a consistent paycheck. Like I always say that like when you leave your job and you no longer have a paycheck, like, I don't know, for me, there was nothing that could have prepared me for that. Like to not see a direct deposit every two weeks was so challenging for me. And like, this is something like with Mike, my husband, he'd be like, no, it's like, fine, I got it. And I'm like, no, you don't get it until like you literally don't have money coming in. Like, and I I truly believe Some people just don't get it unless that happens to them. Um, So that was definitely the most challenging part. And then it's just new, right? Like none of us were taught how to like run online businesses. Yes, I had business experience. I had exposure to like marketing and like apps and like different parts of the business, but it's different than running an online business. So it's like starting in a new industry without a boss. If you don't business coach is what I should say. Um, So for me, coaching was really important in the beginning because I had like zero knowledge. But again, I was lacking like some of the things that I know now, if I would have implemented them earlier on in my business, it would have solved a lot of headaches because I'm like, I could just have three hour morning practices and just feel good all day. And like, that's what's going to create results in my business. And like, that's not what results like I could have done all that and also just like done things that I know now work and it would have like made that easier. But it's also been really fun and rewarding and there's a lot of like personal growth that's with it too. Um, and yeah, now I'm like uh, very passionate about helping people to do the same thing too, just because of my own journey, obviously. And like my background and where I came from. Yeah. What were the shifts that you made that you felt like really changed things for you? 
in my business, like in terms of the strategy. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So a few things is one, I had like a horrible relationship with sales. Like I thought sales was icky. I wasn't promoting my offers hardly. Uh, I guess I like was, but like, I would just like hop on social media and be like, Hey, sign up for this thing. And then like hop off. Like I didn't know how to do it in a way that's like actual sales. It was me just like throwing spaghetti at the wall and I wasn't doing it enough. And now I see that like, if we're not offering something in our business, like it's not going to like lead to something. So in addition to letting go of, or like healing a lot of the blocks I had around like being salesy and salesy's icky and like all of those things doing that. And then also just learning like how to position an offer to my audience or community was huge, which how I learn to position and how I still do is like, I know my ideal client really well. Like I have a tight community. I do market research calls. I do free calls. I know exactly what they're struggling with. I know what they want. Um, I know where they're getting stuck. I know what they think the problem is, even if it's not the real problem. Like I, I know like them to a T and that makes it really easy for me to like create messaging and ultimately to be able to like sell things to be like, I made this offer that's literally the solution with the things that you're stuck with. And like, yes, this is like business strategy, but I'm I'm delivering that too in my offer. Like I believe on that too, of like my offers are really good and do give people results. And like, I'm not shy about that anymore. And I was in the beginning too. Um, so I guess niching down, getting clear on my messaging, healing sales stuff and learning how to like position an offer. And then also giving things more time. I like launched a new workshop every single month. I was bouncing around, which I learned a lot because I've literally launched things like a hundred times probably, but I would do something and then it wouldn't work. And then I created a new offer. And then I realized the problem was never the offer. And the problem wasn't like that I wasn't good enough and people didn't want it. It was that I didn't know how to position it. I didn't know how to message for it. Oh, and I, I was just comparing myself early on to people that had like an entire product suite built out. I mean, they had like three different major offers and I like, that's not realistic to do that immediately. So like I started focusing on like, let me build out one offer and get really good at it and get like testimonials and then let it lead into something else. Whereas before it was just like new offer, new offer, new offer. Like I was trying to build out an entire business in like months because I was comparing yeah. myself to that had done it in, in literally like years too. Yeah. It's so easy to compare yourself when you go down this road because you're seeing, yeah, people you look up to, people that have businesses that and lives that you aspire to. And then you realize, oh, they've been in business for like five or six years. That's why I always scroll back to their very first posts and videos and you look at like oh this was this is this isn't good like their content wasn't good in the beginning and they just kept going and they just evolved and you just yeah you can't compare to where you where anyone else is yes I love that you do that exercise because it's so true and that's why I always say like consistency is literally everything in all areas of life but like if you are consistent at something that you're you're bound to get better at it too and then on the comparison note too, I feel like one thing that I realized and like I still see is sometimes people are like jumping into like these different business courses that aren't necessarily designed for like where they're at in their business. So I always tell people like DM the coach and say like, this is where I'm at. This is how many clients I have. This is what I'm struggling with. This is how much I'm making because a certain strategies are not made for people that have like zero clients. Like that's just a different strategy. So I think it's important to like directly ask people and hopefully of course they're honest, but I always tell people like, even if someone DMs me, I tell people to do that too. And so I actually am like, no, this isn't actually the best fit for you right now. Um, and I'm honest about that. Cause I think that it can get sketchy when we're just jumping into random things and we don't know if it's like going to help our business specifically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. On that note, there's, a million strategies, right? Like, yeah, there's just so many ways to do business, to start a business, to create things. How did you get clear on how you wanted to do things and what felt mm -hmm. right for you? 
trying a million different things to be honest because no one can tell you like this thing is absolutely going to work in your business i think with a lot of people and i tell my clients in like my mastermind this too like it's trial and error like there's a lot of strategies that like i really believe in and like at the same time everyone's business is different everyone's community is different like you have to treat everything as like an experiment so i've tried a million different things now you have to give it time to see if it works i will say that but I do think that you have to be willing to try tons of different things as long as they feel an integrity to you. So I always say like, as long as something feels like clean or like an integrity, like I'm willing to try whatever. I don't, I don't really care. Like I'm just experimenting still. And I always will be because like Mark, everything changes too. So like we have to continue to like see what works and see what doesn't see what feels good, see what doesn't, see what we like doing, see what we don't like doing, but ultimately like not attaching to like results and being upset if one thing works. Cause when we are like, oh, well, I tried this strategy and it just doesn't work for me now, I think I should give up. Like, that's just not true. Like you have to be willing to like say like, oh, interesting. Like, why didn't this work? What can I change about this process? Does it just not make sense for what I'm trying to do and not take it so personally? And that allows you to like have more fun with the the experimenting process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really is. In the beginning, it does feel like throwing spaghetti at the wall, which I think a lot of people say, because you are, it's like you're told what to do by a million different people. They've all are just reiterating what made them successful. And then so you try different things and then realize maybe that doesn't fit your energy or, you know, how you want to do business or your certain niche or like what your audience wants. So you really do have to have that room for creative flow. Absolutely. And I think one-on-one coaching tends to be really important for that too, or like a smaller mastermind as well. I've never done random courses necessarily. I've only done masterminds or like mastermind one-on-one hybrids or the mastermind that was like a group math. Yeah, I've never done a mastermind that's been like more than five, six people. And when it has been that big, I've usually always had like one-on-one time with people. And I think that there's, it's it's a, like, it's an investment early on for sure. And that's what keeps people from doing it. But at the same time, it's so valuable because then you get someone's actual eyes on your unique business and not just like blanket advice too. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to say, like, why aren't things working? Like, I always tell my mastermind girls, like, if something's not working that I'm suggesting that you do, like, come and tell me it's not working so that we can, like, workshop it and find a way to, like, tweak it or do something new that does work. And not many people are doing that. A lot of people are just like, oh, it doesn't work. And then it doesn't work. And then they move on. But they're not, like, taking time to understand why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are some common mindset things that come up for your clients? Like, is there a list of things that are very common amongst most people? Cause I know it can feel very lonely. Mm-hmm. Good question. And yeah. And then you realize, Oh, other people are experiencing this as well. Yeah. So one huge thing is like people's lack of belief that they can actually make money in their business. So it's like, can I actually make a lot of money in my business? Do I think that this is really going to work? That's a huge one. Another one is fear of rejection and I guess fear of rejection and judgment, which I'll talk about separately. So like fear of rejection would be like, people keep saying no to me. I keep hearing no on sales calls. They don't want to work with me. People aren't buying my product. Um, And then we attach it to us, right? Like this must mean I'm not good enough. This must mean that they don't like me as a person. Like, even if you sell a product, like we still take it personal. And that comes down to like, it's a rejection thing. So that's one fear of judgment, which usually comes up a lot in content. People are still hiding, especially early on in their business, where it's like they don't feel safe to be them on social media, but social media is their main platform. They are hiding what they really want to say, because it's like, what are people going to think of me? And even I got this all the time where like people think that like, the people that watch their stories are like judging them and making fun of them. And like, they're annoying. And I'm always like, if someone's watching your stories every day, they like what you're doing. And I used to feel that way too. I'm like, they are like literally your biggest fans. If they weren't, then they would mute you or something, or they wouldn't watch your stories. Like they're watching them because how the algorithm works is like, 
they keep watching them for a reason. So fear of judgment is another big one. And then I guess fear of failure too. You know, I ask people sometimes like you have to also just in terms of like self-worth and like really separating from success. Like, can you say like, even if my business works, like I will still be okay. I'll still have a full life. Like I'll still be a happy, thriving human and have a life that makes you happy outside of your business. And that's a question that's really hard for people to answer. They're like, no, I think I would literally die if like my business didn't succeed. Like I could not handle the failure. And that's a really real thing too. So we have to like, remember that like our businesses are what we do. It's not who we are. And you have to find joy that exists. Like, yes, I love my business. And I would be like devastated if for some reason I couldn't do it one day and I had to like go get a corporate job. But I know myself and I would be happy again. I would still be a happy, thriving human. It would be okay. I'd figure it out. Like I I would still find a way to live like a life that was like amazing and purposeful in some way too. And it's funny because the moment you get to that state, like you stop putting so much pressure on it too. So I feel like those are like probably the top four. Yeah. Yes. Relatable to all of them. (laughs) Always. I mean, these are things that come up at every level. I'm not immune to them either. Like they still surface for me as well, obviously. It's yeah. I think the self-worth thing is huge, uh, especially when you were talking earlier about going from a consistent paycheck to no paycheck. And now your, your livelihood is dependent or your business is dependent on you showing up, you putting yourself out there. It's like, it's so easy to go down that path of putting our worth in this thing that we're creating, which is then tied to our finance, Mm -hmm. financial situation, which is tied, which can be tied to the life we're living, the livelihood, which I think is why people do lose joy in their businesses. Absolutely. Self-worth and like success was, I think like my biggest battle in my business because it is like so tied into everything. And then the funny thing is, is like Well, one, one thing that always helped me before I get into this is like gratitude. Like I had to like smack myself around. Like you have to be grateful for literally every milestone, every dollar you make, because even from a manifestation standpoint, and that's something I teach, but like, again, this is like ultimately like deepening your work and like, check, like, am I actually practicing what I'm preaching? It's like, okay, if I'm not grateful for like making X amount in my business, how am I supposed to like hit these other big milestones? Or if if I can't be grateful for the one client that I do have, how am I ever going to be booked out? So the biggest thing that always helped me was like really coming back to gratitude. Um, and I still try to do that like as much as I can, because I think that I'm always sensitive because I feel like even in like corporate, like I'm sure you had this experience too, like you would get to the salary that you always dreamt of. And then you would just be on to the next milestone. You didn't care anymore. You always wanted more. It never made you help feel like that was my experience. At least is like, I was always like, when I make six figures in finance, I'll be good. And then I got there and it wasn't enough. And then I was on to the next thing. So anyways, I always have to be so conscious of that in my business and careful about like not getting into that mindset. So gratitude is something that I come back to every single day. But I will say that once you hit big milestones in your business, they're cool. And like, they're exciting for like a hot second. And then like, it's not as cool, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. It's not as cool as like, (laughs) we we make it out to be in our minds. Like, yeah, I was watching this girl's story saying she's like massive, a coach. And she was like showing her journey. And like, she had a cake for when she made a hundred grand. And I was like, wow, that's like, so nice like i kind of like honestly didn't acknowledge that milestone and it made me sad for a second i was like i didn't even like pause and like go out to dinner to celebrate that one like i just kind of like moved on like it was like awesome for a second and i and then like i didn't do anything to celebrate so i don't know i always just try to remind people that like a lot of these things feel so glamorous and then they don't mean much unless you're cultivating like joy in the day-to-day yeah that's such a good point and that's how I felt with the corporate as well. It's like we do, we climb the ladder. We we want to we want to move up. We want to get the raise. We want to whatever whatever it is. And then you get, then you do it, and you think, okay, now what? Am I? I just like 
going to keep doing this until the day I die. And that's what led me to start wanting to start my business was thinking like, I can always go back and climb the ladder. Like you might as well do it in something that you really want to do. And then also when you do start doing this with business, like taking the time to be grateful for everything you do, to be proud of everything you do, um, because or else it's just turning into another corporate mm-hmm. job. Like you're just yeah. climbing to the next milestone. Absolutely. And I love the way that you said that too. And that's why I like try to snap myself into place as much as I can. Like I'll take moments on like my group calls or like with a one-on-one client of like, wow, this is like exactly where I dreamt of being like not that long ago. But I think we have to remind ourselves of that daily. One way I love to do that too is I call this, it's a, I don't know who made this concept up, but I did not, it's called mental subtraction, but like subtracting things from your life. So like maybe you have like one client and you're like subtract, how would it feel to have zero clients? And then you immediately become more grateful for that client or how maybe you're making a thousand dollars a month. It's like subtract that. How would it be to make a hundred dollars a month? And then you suddenly get so much more grateful for it. So I play with that a lot in my mm-hmm. mind throughout the day too. And I think that you can do that with even if you're still in corporate and you have no like interest in starting a business. That's another thing you can do. Like how many people are getting laid off right now? Like imagine if you didn't have your job. Oh, it's gonna snap you into place again of like gratitude and like appreciation. Yes, I love that. I've been reading the book The Magic. Do you have do you no know no? Well, you do you know the secret? Yes. So it's like one of her other books, and it's just all it's basically a twenty eight day gratitude I love challenge. That. Okay. And I've attempted doing it like five times, but I always stop after like a week. But this past month, I'm like, no, I need to stick with it, and you really does shift your brain it it's rewiring your brain to appreciate all the abundance you already have and then that's how you attract more abundance like attracts like so it it seems so simple and like uh over talked about gratitude but it really is that simple it is no and you're right it like it comes back to like it's like on repeat, right? Like if you're doing something every single day, it's going to become a habit. And then how does your life change where you have a lens and a perception where like, instead of looking at what you don't have, you're looking at like what you do have that you can appreciate as well. Yeah. And then you start to see more things you can appreciate and be grateful for rather than the contrary. Yeah. How do you balance your business with your personal life, your relationships, because that's another thing that's coming up is you can, it's easy to get on that hamster wheel. And then I like how you put it. It's like, we are not, our business is separate from us and we take it so personally. So how do you do that? Good question. So I always, I just know this about myself, but like anything I grow too much or anything I dedicate too much time to, I grow to hate basically. Mm. So I saw that plenty of times in like my jobs. I've only had two corporate jobs. I stayed at them like my last one, like six or seven years, but in both jobs, what ultimately like drove me away was like, I overworked myself. And like part of it was probably self-inflicted too. In the beginning, especially, I think I could have like set better boundaries. But I just know that if I'm dedicating my entire life to something and it's not balanced in any way, I grow to resent it. So I know that about myself and I've always had to be very careful in my business because I am very driven of like, don't get too like lopsided in terms of where you're spending your time because you don't want to like grow to hate your business basically. So that's something that's always in the back of my mind. Um, I try to check in and ask myself like, if I'm working a lot of hours one week, like, do I want to be, or like, does it feel good to do that? And I think that you have to do those continuous check-ins because I don't think it's bad to dedicate a lot of time to something if you want to. I think where it gets to be a problem is if you're doing it every single day when you're dreading it or like you don't have to, or you feel like you have to, right? So like, if I feel like I am exhausted or tired, like, and I need like a random, Monday or Tuesday off, like I'll take it. That's a different feeling than like just being like lazy. Like we all know if like we're being lazy or if we just like are tired and exhausted. Um, so doing that check-in has been really helpful for me. And then 
I'm really good about my morning practice. Like, I mean, I teach meditation, breathwork, journaling. I have a membership called Elevate that's like revolved around like you get a morning practice every day and it's all on demand and stuff like that. And that's been such a big part of my life to where I literally take like the first four or five hours of my day. And I know not everyone has like the ability to do that. But for me, sometimes I don't start work till 10, but it makes me more productive if I work out, if I go for a walk, if I meditate, like I definitely take my slow mornings. Um, So that's always been important to me as well. And then just doing fun shit. I love taking vacations, like stuff like that keeps me going and like planning trips on the weekends. I'm very extroverted. So like it'll be Monday and I'm like texting people like, Hey, what, what's going on Saturday? Like what's over this weekend? Um, a week out, I'm like a psycho like that. But I think I do that (laughs) because it's important for me to have like themes that aren't just centered around business to like look forward to as well. Yes. That's so important and something I don't do enough at all. And knowing what season you're in though, too, there's going to be seasons where you're working harder and there's going to be seasons where you're not, and you're just, you know, getting by and that's okay too. Like know what season you're in and be okay with it. I love what you said about your morning routine, because that makes me feel better about mine because I also spend four or five hours (laughs) crazy. I'm like, what did I do for five hours? I know. I'm like, I have to be in alignment to have it you know, I'll have a better, more productive day if I do my breath work and my gratitude and my meditation. And then, yes. yeah, five, five hours later, like, okay, do I need to get up at 4 a.m. to do this? I don't know. But no. you'll be more, you can get more done in a shorter amount of time when I think you incorporate these practices. Even an out, you know, it doesn't, for someone that's working in corporate still, like, just taking an extra 30 minutes or an hour. Okay, let's say someone had 30 minutes or an hour only. What would you tell them to do? So I would tell them to, and I do have clients that are like this. One, um, I would detach from like what a morning practice needs to look like and just ask like what is going to make me feel good today and do that for 30 minutes. So for you, that might be like, I want to just read a book for 30 minutes and that feels good to me with my coffee. Other people, it might be, I'm going to go to the gym. Other people, it might be, I'm going to do some breath work and meditation. Like, so be intuitive with it and like, say like, what am I genuinely going to look forward to and what is going to make me feel good for these 30 minutes? And after that, I recommend getting centered for the day. Like say you have, or do that for 20 minutes. Maybe you only have 10 minutes left. Like adjust it. But after that, get centered for your day, meaning like, look at your calendar, look at your emails, write out what is most important that I get done today, rank it in order, like set your schedule up for your workday, wipe down your desk, things like that. Because a lot of the times we don't do either of those things. And then we jump into our workday and then we have like such bad anxiety all day because we're, we don't know what's in our inbox and we're ignoring it. And like, uh, my desk is a mess and I don't even know what to prioritize because I have so much to do. And I'm like, if you would have just taken five minutes, 10 minutes to do that exercise, it would have made the world of a difference. I tell people, my clients that are so incorporated to block off the first 30 minutes of their schedule and be savage about it because it sets you up for your entire workday. I used to do this in corporate too. I would like to decline invites if they were before a certain time. Cause I'm like, no, like it's going to make me more productive for your company. So I'm taking the first 30 days or 30 minutes to like truly get centered for my day. So I would recommend doing that as part of your work day, if you can. And then beyond that, like just following, like what is going to literally just make me feel good and happy today for those other 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You want to start your day off, not rushing. Yes. And if you can set yourself up the night before even better. Yeah, definitely. It all bleeds into each other. Mm-hmm. I'm also reading um, Wishes Fulfilled by Wayne Dyer. Oh, I haven't read that either. And he talks about how important affirmations are like five to 10 minutes as you're falling asleep. So it's I like, love that because then it's like rewiring your subconscious mind. Yeah, because it's just yeah. been marinating as we sleep for five hours. I love and- that. So that's what I, my new, my new practice. <laughs> Ooh, I love that. I'm rereading. Have you read the power of now? 
that's probably the book I've read more than any other book. <laughs> I'm rereading it again and like it just hits like yeah. every single time. It's so good. I read that. That was my morning practice today. It was like I read it for literally 45 minutes and it was so amazing and nice. There's just so many like good reminders in that book. Yes. I'm so that one I'm a I've yeah, read a million times, but now I'm rereading his other one, New A New Earth. Oh, I love that. I read 10 books at a time. Do you do that? That's Am amazing. I only one? Yes, I do. I like I think I have an ADD with books where I'm like, what book am I going to read today? And then I'm like, it takes me forever to finish a book. Yeah. I think I've finally just accepted it that that's okay. It's yeah. just how I am. Okay. Same. Um, okay. I have one last random question that I usually like to ask guests. If the universe came to you and said, Nora, what is one thing that you want to give to the world or that you want to tell the world that would help change the world? To stop settling and start living. Ooh, I love that that just like came through you. Stop settling and start living. Yes. Yes. And that can go for every area of your life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that question. Yeah, me too. Because it really makes you think like, okay, what's what's really important? Okay, so where can listeners connect with you, find you, and anything you have upcoming that you want to mention? Awesome. Yeah. So you can find me on social, both Instagram and TikTok at I am Nora Virginia, Nora, no H, and then Virginia, like the state. Um, and then my website, pretty simple as well, norvirginia.com, although it's not as updated as it can be. So don't look at it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You can look at it. Uh, and then what else? <laughs> podcast is glow up to blow up as we mentioned and then lastly if you are a entrepreneur or you're even wanting to start a business you're in the early stages or you're just having trouble growing your business i'm leading a two free um two week free mini mastermind it's called passion of profit but that's going to start june 19th it's limited spots it's super high touch there's like two different uh master classes two group coaching calls you get a one-on-one -on -one call and the transformation that happens in that group is like awesome so i've led it before and i'm super excited to lead it again you can find that in my bio on instagram too and apply and we'll start shortly after you apply if this episode's dropping when i think it is when does it start june 19th okay cool perfect yeah and i'll link your links in the show notes as okay. always Thank you Thanks so for much. having me. Yeah, we'll so do do it again. We'll do another Absolutely. one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you all for listening and we will talk next week. Bye.